Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and on this episode, we are talking about the many things we've learned from homeschooling. This includes a ton of listener suggestions and is a lot of fun and also encouraging. Before we begin, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out a free demo of their 4.0 version of the curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Ted Wilson. Hey everybody, uh, and uh, it's good to be back. We were last week. We're at the Apache, which has just been changed to Patch uh, Conference Peoria Association or Area Association of Christian Homeschoolers. Um, and it was so much fun being at a, a really our first convention of the season of the year, 2021. It felt super normal. Um, just a few masks in the herd and it was just so great. And it was so cool to hear lots of you who came up to me at, uh, there in, not in Peoria. We weren't in Peoria. We were in, not in Morton. We were in Grover, Illinois, Groveland, Grove, some, somewhere. And, uh, if you, if you live down there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it was by Morton where they make Morton buildings. Um, but, uh, you all came up to me and said how much you enjoy listening to the show, how much you like Ben and how you want Debbie, my wife back on the show. So, uh, we're going to see if we can get her back on, but it was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I think the last time I said, Hey, if you're the first one up to me and says, I'm a smiling homeschooler, I'll give you a book. Well, you were there right away. So this next weekend, um, we're starting the migration down to Nashville tomorrow. Um, but if, uh, you are the first one up to me to come up to me and say, I'm a smiling homeschooler, uh, I'll give you another, uh, book, uh, family is hard deal with it. The book, um, uh, for free. So there you go. That's a pretty good deal. Um, so we just had Ben and, uh, Rissa and their kids over at our house just a few minutes ago. And, uh, man, that was quick, Ben. You, you, would you throw the kids down in their bed or did you just no, tell Rissa? <laughs> okay, good deal. That worked out good. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, so anyway, Hey, uh, Ben, what I thought we'd talk about today is kind of an extension of what we did over at Facebook. Um, just a little while ago, uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, and I had asked the question, I'm going to go there and read it. I said, Question, what is one thing, fact, skill, or truth you have learned from homeschooling your kids that you didn't learn when you were in school? Um, and because I was just thinking, uh, Debbie and I, we were we were talking with someone and we were just talking about things that, you know, little tidbits of information or things that we've learned kind of since we've started homeschooling. And, and even recently, like I didn't know, Ben, uh, have you ever heard of the uh, great molasses flood uh yes did you just tell me about this we probably did we someone probably i was did. talking to really recently just was talking to me about this that a bunch of people died from it yeah like uh like 150 uh, no yeah it was no 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 21 deaths 150 injuries yeah. i'm looking at it right now that apparently uh it's like right around boston and it's known as the Great molasses flood or the Boston molasses disaster um, happened like 1919, which a lot of disasters happened that turn of the century. Um, but I guess a great big, you know, like container, uh, not like a giant, right? Like Mrs. Butterworth's container, like a water, but, you know, like a big, syrup. yeah, like a water <laughs> kind of tank that way. It wasn't above the ground, I don't think. Burst and it, uh, it, you know 
killed people and it was a sticky mess and uh, they had to clean it away with salt water from uh, a fireboat and sand to absorb it and uh, they say that on hot days even now they they say you may, may be able to smell some of the molasses from that uh, from that time and you know when you read about that or you hear about that and uh, you just kind of like wow I never knew that um, and I know my wife constantly is saying you know we read something about this person George Washington Carver or some astronaut or something that they've been talking about and just really amazed by all the information and really skills and truths that we've learned. And so I asked over at Facebook, um, you know, you know, let me know about some of the things that you've learned. And so Ben, I thought we'd kind of go down through them and maybe talk about some of them because I think they, there'd be some good discussion. And so uh, like I was reading uh, Kathy Thornhills, she's about four comments down from the top. And she said that real black roses are only native to one village in Turkey, you know, or the bald eagles can swim up to five meters. And obviously, Kathy must be from Canada because who uses meters? Yeah, that's I right. Mean, we don't, <laughs> we have no idea how long five meters is. Um, or, But I think those little tidbits of information are so amazing, you know, that, uh, that you moms have learned along with your kids and are excited about those things at the same time. Well, Crystal said one that blew my mind. She said, beeves is the plural for beef, apparently. <laughs> or beavas. <laughs> I think yeah, it's I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I don't know I that's know true, that. but hey, if it is, uh, that's awesome. Uh, no, I mean, a lot of these are really good. Um, some of them, you know, are... These people are definitely uh, going for big stuff, uh, but uh, some of them, I mean, you know, someone's like said the Orpha, she's learning Hebrew with her kids. Yeah. And then she was quick to clar qu clarify their idea, not mine. Uh, she said, I've always been pretty good with languages, but having to slow down and teach it to someone else is boosting my retention. And I think that's kind of cool. I mean, if your kids want to, you know, do sign language or Spanish or, or Hebrew, uh, that you can do those things. I think that's that's pretty cool. Susan said, uh, oh, so many, but for starters, I learned how to hold a pencil correctly, which, you know, that's, that's a tough which one. Which is sometimes. a big deal. I mean, I don't know about you, but I still see people like at the gas station who are filling out something or I was somewhere and somebody was filling out like my name tag and I'm like, who taught you how to hold a pencil, yeah. you know, because you are not holding it right. Because, you know, they they hold it like a, you know, like yeah. they're a Risa club like in this. their hand. Uh, like that or whatever, instead of like this, you know, like who does Rissa. But her handwriting is better than mine, so I can't really complain, you know. Mine's atrocious, so apparently holding it just the correct way doesn't technically mean you write better. So uh. <laughs> That is true, but it does look more comfortable. Yeah, that's true. And we use those little pencil toppers that kind yeah. of helped. Uh, For sure. Put um, your fingers where they were supposed to be. Marcy has a good one. This is more of not like a specific subject. She, she said, uh -huh. there is joy and excitement in learning. Uh, wow. I think that is great because, I mean, that is the true goal. And I think the true strength of homeschooling is, you know, hey, learning, uh, you know, math is cool and great that homeschooling has taught you that. But like, in the grand scheme of things, you know, learning the joy of learning is so much more valuable. Um, well, you know, that's the thing about too, you know, because I, I think I was talking to my mom about this yesterday. We've kind of we've kind of accepted the idea. I mean, the world has kind of accepted the idea that 
um, learning is really supposed to be boring. Because like how many movies have you seen, Ben, or segments? I even think of like Monsters University where they're learning about scream right. can production. You know, and there's a there's a teacher up front who's going, everyone, we are now turned to page 57. And then the kids are like, their heads are down on their desk and they're drooling out on the table. And, you know, that's even kind of accepted. Like, well, you just have, school's boring. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I think, you know, it is kind of an eye opener to think that school or that maybe not school, that learning is joyful and there is excitement and discovery. Because I think, you know, for those of us, me, who went to a regular school, that was really almost never demonstrated. I mean, I, I can think of maybe one or two teachers who were really good. I remember when I was at Purdue, um, I had this one professor who taught ancient history and he looked like Indiana Jones and he was super excited about his topic. And, you know, he, I remember he kind of spit when he spoke, um, but he would, you know, he had the tweed shirt and the jacket and he looked like he probably hunted treasure on the off season, but he was super excited, but that was rare. And I think that it's fun to see that we can have something different. Roger said, I learned skateboard terminology. Uh, that's because his son was oh, that's right. building that's skateboarding right. ramps and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> Joe Williams said uh, uh, that forced socialization does very little good for the child. Uh, I mm. think that that's good because uh, that is still, so that's probably honestly the biggest thing I hear still from non-homeschoolers, non you know, uh, mm -hmm. is, is that. So uh, definitely. Well, I saw that Jill said uh, place value. She said, totally blew my mind. I finally understood why you put that extra one on top of the tens. I mean, even little things like that, I just think are so, because I was a rote kid. I just learned, I learned my math facts. I did, you know, I did my multiplication tables. Um, I could do the Pythagorean theorem, but only because there was some kind of formula. I had no idea. Um, I remember, and I don't know if you do this, Ben, but I know your youngest brother, Jed, he does it so fast, but he has learned because his mom taught him how to uh, borrow from numbers. So when he does right. 25 plus six, he takes five yeah, from right. six, throws That's it over, right. makes it a 30, and then adds the one. You do that? Yeah. I always I look for the that groups is, that are rounded easily, and then I just add the That is like just genius to me. I never, ever... And he could, and you you were good at that too. You could do, you know, large numbers really. And it just, I, I just never, I just never knew that. And even in some uh, other things that I've learned from my kids doing their homeschooling, uh, it's just, just never dawned on me. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Janelle said, uh, so much. I didn't want to be there. I learned, uh, for the test and then moved on. Now I love learning alongside my children. Also, uh, when I think back to elementary years, I thought Christopher Columbus, the Indians pilgrims Thanksgiving was all together, you know, for all the little programs to show off in front of the parents, you know, and, and just kind of, I, it's a lot of people are saying that really on the history side, it seems like a lot of people, I, I think that is a big awakening is, oh, there's actually really cool stories in history that people can find. Or someone else said, Ellen said that, uh, 
that there was a children's crusade to the Holy Land in the Middle Ages. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, you know, that's... Does that's it say pretty, children's or is it, was that Christian? Cru- no, it's children's. There was a children. It was like 30,000 children. Really? Went, uh, most of them ended up there, dead. It does or, say children's in, uh, crusade. Or in slavery. So, you know, it didn't turn out great for them. But uh, yeah. so... But anyways, yeah, I think that's a really cool one over and over. And as you just mentioned, that history can be more. And that seems to be. And again, that's the whole thing is you can do it in a fun way that's engaging. And that's so cool, I think. Um, uh, Yeah, there's another one that King Arthur was likely a real person. Uh, Let's see here. Well, I saw uh, Dwayne said the convergence of biblical biblical history and world history. Um, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do as a homeschooler because you know, when you went to regular school, uh, history was just kind of separate from the Bible. Uh, you know, we didn't even realize there was no connection because they didn't make the connection. And maybe my Sunday school teachers or the people who taught me didn't really make the connection, but you are able to connect those. And and that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, Amanda said, uh, she said, I've learned how much happier my child can be without traditional schooling. She gets far more than two 10 minute mass breaks and can enjoy or actually enjoy her life. She is learning more life skills as well. She is 10 and does her own laundry, cooks dinner, helps with her brother and is a constant joy compared to when she was in class all day. So I don't know, Amanda, if you've just started homeschooling here more recently, it sounds like maybe or, but that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And that's, that's super cool. I always love hearing from people who have uh, done both just because it gives that perspective of the difference. You know, that that is sometimes uh, cool. All right. I just want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. Teaching Textbooks is, we believe, one of the best math curriculums available, and they help more homeschooling families smile. They have a newest version of their curriculum, which launched this last year, which includes a ton of new features, including new animations, audio, grade dating, search features, and stickers. It still works on computers, tablets, and smartphones, so you can take it anywhere. Also, if you'd like to check out more, head on over to teachingtextbooks.com for a free demo. I thought this one was neat by Jordan, uh, said uh, a fun thing I've learned this year, and she said it's our first year, is how God loves patterns. Um, Like in butterflies, eggs, caterpillars, chrysalis, butterflies, winter, spring, summer, autumn, winter, evaporation, condensation, precipitation, numbers, time, or colors. You know, uh, and I I think that's amazing, too. I learned that not in um, our homeschool, but listening to Jonathan Park, like Mm -hmm. Fibonacci numbers. Um, in fact, we were just re- I was just reading an article that was a homeschool article just this past week, and it was talking about, you know, how the corn, how the ear of corn, how the, the kernels are a certain right. amount of and the spiral around them. And I think, wow, that is just amazing. I never once heard anything about that because, you know, school, regular school kills learning. No, nothing against all our teachers. But instead of talking about cool things like. Fibonacci numbers and patterns and butterflies and eggs, you know, we talk about, you know, the dominant recessive genes of the fruit fly eyes, you know, instead of talking about dolphins and how cool they are and how they can, you know, they sleep with one eye open and can dive down to a thousand feet and, and, you know, how they have big brains and use sonar, you know, we talk about their kingdom class phylums, whatever species, uh, and we miss the coolness of it. We miss the miracle in it and i think that's really what homeschooling to me has has taught us that you know we can focus on the fun part the fun part because the fun part leads to discovery 
Well, James has one that just, again, I don't know. This this could be totally fake, but if it is, it's cool. He said, roly-polies <laughs> aren't insects. They are crustaceans. They are cousins of the shrimp and require moist habits to, or habitats to sustain themselves on land. If they run out of water, they can't live or they can live on their own urine for a short time. <laughs> now, so if that that's is true, real learning. That, that is, cool. is so cool. That is so cool. Uh, honestly, I'm shocked. I'm just seeing history over and over and over and over. Mm, I mean, yeah. Mia said history, all of it. Uh, Pamela said subjects go together. There's history and science and science to math and civics and etiquette. Uh, someone else said history has been the biggest learning experience for me. Um, someone else said lots of history and science. I mean, it's just uh, someone, the person after that said everything that Dan Allers teaches in history alive. That guy is awesome. Mm. It's just, it's really cool. I mean, it just, yeah, I agree with all of these people cause I love it, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's something that I wish yeah. more people mm-hmm. actually gave the time and, you know, and try to broaden their idea. But of what man, history you're a history is. guy. I mean, you know more about history than I will ever know. And you know, really more than anybody. I mean, you and Sam both um, have a pretty good, but but you really know. But do you think maybe that was uh, cultivated, not because we did a traditional history, I mean, not because, not just because we opened up some textbooks, but because we told exciting stories that had, you know, that some people would categorize as living books. There were stories in historical historical moments right i think that i think that we didn't have the distraction of other stuff constantly as well i mean we got very limited computer time um you know so it wasn't that we always just chose that i think also like we had books that were pictures a lot of pictures in them like castles and stuff like that i mean like what kid Mm -hmm. doesn't think you know I mean, obviously there are, but, you know, huge stone castles and giant ships and, you know, big, you know, thousands of soldiers marching and, you know, like that stuff was so cool to me and my brothers. And so, you know, we read and looked at pictures and pretended and built Lego guys to do the same thing. So it was really like something more of just, um, you know, it's basically honestly like almost the equivalent of what kids now would do with like the Avengers. It's like, why wouldn't you think mm-hmm. that's cool? You know? So it's like, right, that right. was kind of that for us in a way. Uh, maybe it was even, we had limited amount of movies that we were allowed to watch and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, I don't know. I think that's some of it, but yeah, then otherwise it was just books that had history around them, but it wasn't only textbooks. So, cause I wonder sure. if you would have been as excited about history, if you had learned it the way I did, No, you no. know, because I had one of those teachers, I mean, in elementary school who was just turn to page 72, everybody today, we're going to be talking right. about, you know, and it just, it did not stir anything inside of me at all. Um, in fact, uh, Tater Robin, I don't know if that's her, if that's her first name, Tater, uh, but I kind of like that. Um, maybe that's short for Potato Robin uh, or Robin Tater. Um, it says she wrote that you can do school in your jammies while drinking coffee. I think that's really, really cool. Um, and really, our kids can do the same thing. They can do school while they're, they're in pajamas and um, or while they're eating their cereal or, or drinking juice or or doing whatever. And I, and I think that is kind of eye opening because again, we were kind of led to believe that school could only happen, you know, when the bell rings and you go inside that big building. 
Nancy said, snapping turtles can't pull themselves, pull themselves into their shells the way other turtles can. She said, we learned this reading Men of the Mississippi, which I know we've talked about before. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we read that one, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And I learned something from Men of the Mississippi. I remember I was trying to think. I think it was in that one because um, that was a whole series like Paddle to the Sea. Right. Um, Pagu was a hermit crab. Um, but uh, Men of the Mississippi... You know, it kind of has this turtle who's like missing. I think he's missing a leg or missing a foot or something. Something snapped it off. And it kind of follows him through his journey through the Mississippi. But I didn't know that, uh, you know, that they used to take shells. And I think it's from that book that they used to take uh, like um, uh, freshwater clams, you know, like the kind we get at our lake. um, And they would make buttons out of them. And they would take these, you know, this drill press and it would go down through because it's that shiny white on the inside of them, you know, that mother of pearl kind of Mm -hmm. on the inside. And they would drill a hole, not a hole, but they would maybe basically take a core out of it. And then they would dump the the cord shells that had, you know, 50 holes in them back in the thing. And I think that I learned that from Men in the Mississippi. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Debbie said, I dreaded history in high school because of with all the names and dates until my 11th grade teacher, a former prisoner of war, started talking about Vietnam. Mm. Uh, I think someone else mentioned all biographies. Like, I would suggest, I don't have it actually, but like, if you can handle the content, Unbroken, which is a book that came out years ago about a, uh, he was um, Louis. Oh, he's got a really long name, but I can't remember. But he was one of the first, he was going to potentially break the four minute mile end up uh you know went to went to the military during world war ii was shot down in the pacific or crashed in his his plane uh, so one of the, some way he ended up in a raft for like 48 days he's the longest survivor of any person out in the r- water you know for that long of a time fought off sharks like literally hundreds mm-hmm. of sharks was captured by the japanese in a prisoner of war camp it's just it's like the stories that these people have to share are so fantastically unbelievable, but also true that, I mean, it's just riveting because it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Zamperini, uh, Zamperini, I think is his name. And then he ended up being saved at a Billy, uh, Billy Graham um, uh, rally and then, uh, you know, changed his life around and it was really a really amazing story. But things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marcy said, I feel like I'm in school all over again most days. Oh, if only I had some of these ways of learning or even listened as a kid. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I think that's cool that, yeah, thinking like, man, what if you, if you put yourself in your child's position, wouldn't that be awesome if you could have learned the way that you get to be able to teach? I think that's definitely right, true. Right, right. Well, Catherine Duke said how to count to 60 on your fingers the way the Sumerians did. Have you cool. even heard of that, Ben? Nope. I mean, I nope. know who the Sumerians I just, are, but I don't know. I just know Googled about it. And they I, apparently they use their, they use your knuckles yeah, too. Like, so, so like one, I don't know. 10, yeah. or two, and then probably the last each. Well, I could read what it says, but it doesn't make any sense to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was the Common Core version of counting. I don't know. So. Well, and, and then uh, uh, Kayla said a cow's moo is called lowing. Ha ha ha. My kids are still little, you know. <laughs> I think in the that, cattle I, are they are lowing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> totally. But I think that's really cool that, you know, uh, that apparently she, which often we do too, you know, we, and we'll, uh, and you know, I'll, what I'm going to say, you'll know, Ben, but nobody else will, you know, 
Um, we, we say these words that we really don't know the meaning of and some, we learn them reading these books. Like, you know, when someone ch says, shut your gob, you know, you know what they're talking about. Cause I've heard you say it before. Right. I don't know if I've ever said it that way, but yeah, I mean, no. Yeah. yeah you know, know it's like shut your, your mouth. mouth or your yeah. throat or yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. but so, Brian so said, uh, an everlasting gob stopper, right. You know, from Willy Wonka. So. Brian said, I just love how many more things I can answer on Jeopardy than I ever could before. Trivia games are so much more fun now, which man, that's a, that is, we played this trivia game the other night with some of my siblings and their wives and some of my younger brothers too. And it's hysterical. I mean, just some of the things you think people would know. And then, you know, some of the things that, you know, gaps like, actually you mentioned the, uh, what are the different seven, um, what is it? The seven living organism classifications or something like that which is right. like kingdom uh -huh. genus you know i i mean i had no idea i couldn't remember any of them uh so that was one that we bombed on like instantly you know so uh but then did mom know it? said mom wasn't there this was just the kids, oh mom but, remembers it because yeah. she like she l memorizes things like did too yeah something on plastic stools you know <laughs> like and, yeah. and that's the acronym for it right yeah, no I don't those know. are fun well, you know, here's another one that I did not know, and I had to kind of look it up. Angela Bragg said that PEMDAS is a lie. P-E-M-D-A-S is a lie. I don't know. I don't know exactly, Angela, if you're listening, I needed some clarification here because I had to look up what P-E-M-D-A-S is. And I guess that's the way of solving a math. So you do the parentheses. Then and I'm oh, gonna blow right, this up. Yeah. Then the exponent. Yeah. Then the multiplication, division, adding, subtraction. I I don't know what that means. But, but I wonder what uh, the lie part is because I thought I that was know. true. But maybe it's maybe there's exceptions because there are some exceptions in math that. I don't you know. know. I maybe. don't know. It's actually for a non-math person like me. I don't even really care. So there you go. Oh, there but you go. Uh, Carrie <laughs> said, she said the list is endless. You know, um, she's. She said, now, one thing I wish I had done is after every day, I should have written down the three things that I learned that day, never mind what they, her children learned. I think that's a great idea. You know, that would be a great practice to learn down the three things that you learned every day. She said that she didn't know that vowels were called vowels because we can't impede their pronunciation. In order to make the sound of a consonant, consonant you have to impede the air with your tongue or your lips. I didn't know that. Did you know uh, that we no, double I mean, consonant the sense. end of a verb before adding ing or ed? If it hmm. ends with a consonant, vowel consonant, and there's a one, and there's one sure syllable. I don't know. These people point. are just a little, maybe a little <laughs> too intense to me. She probably is the same mom who learned the Hebrew, you know? Yeah. Well, I would say I did not go to school, but I learned, I think, and the thing that hopefully your family will learn is that, you know, their siblings are friends and i think that is a huge thing that mm. i do not see a lot of my public schooler friends grew up mm. with that it was their friends and their their older siblings and younger siblings were in different grades and different groups and they never interacted hardly other than when they were forced you know so i'm not saying that's always the case it may not be but that's something that i'm very thankful for and does not seem to be um 100 across the board so i think that's a really cool feature of homeschooling well, here's the reason why I asked this question earlier today, Ben, and why we're talking about it now. Not because, you know, all these neat things aren't really worthwhile, because they certainly are. I mean, I think, again, that it is so cool. But here's the part I want you to listen to, Mom. 
because sometimes we get under this delusion, and I think it is a delusion or at least a wrong thinking, that we have to teach our kids everything that they're going to need to know for the future. You know, that if we don't teach them now during homeschooling, during our school, then we will have failed them. Look at all these things that you have learned since you homeschooled. Here's the deal. Your kids are going to learn lots of other things after they leave your homeschool. I mean, remember, really, and that's this is not my thinking. This is my wife's thinking because I remember uh, we had a conversation. We had dinner with a couple who was considering homeschooling, was just really on the verge of should they continue or should they do it? I can't remember. They were about ready to start. And this mother was super well-educated. And she said, uh, no, I think they had already started. She was super well-educated. And she, she said something like, I mean, I mean, I have learned so much since we started homeschooling. And Debbie said, that's because you don't learn it all right in school. And your kids won't either. You know, that we're just trying to teach them how to love learning so that later on, when they're faced with whatever they're faced, whether that's raising their own children or whether that's in a job or whether they're going to be teachers, that they're going to learn even more. So that takes a huge pressure off of us. Um, you know, and whether they love history while we do it, even in we're doing it a different way, they may not, but they might later. You know, they may not love math now, but they might later. And that really, to me, uh, should be something that we should constantly remember. Um, and we just want to teach our kids, you know, how to how to learn so that th they can do it later. Well, um, again, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, we sure appreciate you being on the team. Again, if you're going to be down in Nashville to teach them diligently convention, uh, this weekend, it's going to be a great thing at the uh, uh, Gaylord Opryland Hotel. It's going to be a lot of fun. I uh, hope you'll stop in and say hey. Uh, remind, if you're the first one again to say I'm a smiling homeschooler, I'll give you our book, uh, Family is Hard, Deal With It. Um, but thanks for listening. Thanks for being on the team. Um, thanks for doing what you're do, doing because it really, really matters. And so have a great rest of the week. Um, and if you need a little time to learn something else, you know, just just go off go off um, off course, you know, and maybe watch a short video on something or like like we were doing here. You know, you hear something like that Sumerian counting. That'd be kind of cool to look it up and see if you could do it with your kids. Or maybe look up, you know, can snapping turtles really not pull their heads in? Or one of those other kind of unique, you know, can eagles really swim five meters? Um, and that ignites real, real learning. And don't forget, keep smiling. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Hopefully you felt encouraged and reminded about what makes homeschooling so amazing. Again, don't forget to mention The Smiling Homeschooler if you see us at a homeschooling convention. And if you're the first person, we will give you a free book. Also, we want to say thank you to Team Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. Their newest version of their curriculum includes a ton of new features, and you should go check it out over at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.